The last thing each day is to set an alarm for the first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale on 760 WJR. A little good news, bad news, I guess. And what's that? Well, this morning it's slightly warmer. <laughs> um, I can at least breathe when I walk outside. Yesterday, once I walked outside, I felt like I was having an asthma attack. Yeah, no kidding. Even if you don't have asthma, it was like. <gasps> yeah, it's just it's it's almost like the the cold punches you in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So it's breathable out there. However, the roads are a little bit worse this morning than they were yesterday. We got a little dusting of snow. Yeah, and then they shine. There's a sheen to them. So right. there is black ice, uh, which caught me a little off guard coming in. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. You didn't I, do a little slip slide, did I you? I didn't, but I didn't account for it. So mm. I left at my normal time when I should have left a little earlier. So keep that in mind when you head right. out this morning. Well, as traffic reporter, you could be a cautionary tale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Leave yourself a little extra time. I didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't do as I did. So yeah, the shinier the roads, the the slower you you have to take it. Mm-hmm. That's a little something I learned in radio school. Um, so okay, now we know who the Lions are playing this Sunday at Ford Field. Uh the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh little good news, bad I guess that's the theme for this morning. A little good news, bad news. Um, be, because uh they beat the Eagles yesterday, and the Eagles were the best team in the league up until maybe uh, the last seven, eight weeks, and then they just kind of did a slide, and, and the Bucks have gotten hot. But we have seen the Bucks already this season. And we beat them, right? Yep, 20-6 to six back in October. Now, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year, yes? Yeah. Okay. And, and it looked like they were trending that way. Okay. But then... What's that song you like to sing? Surprise, surprise. Matt Patricia came on as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> what have we learned here? <laughs> don't take on Matt Patricia? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe give him a clipboard or let him pick up practice jerseys. But, uh, yeah, kind of, it, it kind of, it was kind of going downhill that way uh, anyway. And then once they, once they brought him on, it, it went faster. So um, we wanted to see the Bucks, but, again, they're playing well. Baker Mayfield is is just like his third career renaissance, like Jay Z and Beyonce, and uh, so so they're hot. But I think most people wanted this matchup because they just barely squeaked into the playoffs. Yeah, well, I said to my husband, I said, "So this is good news because we've already beaten them." He goes, "Yeah, but they're a better team than when we played them." So. Right. Well, and we're a better team than when they played us. Well, there you go. I so, love your optimism, Michael. Yeah. You know what though? Just as long, just as as long as the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously you like the Lions to do it, but I think right now we're playing with house money. Uh-huh. We got our, we got our playoff win. Yep. Um, and, and we got our second home playoff game. Um, and a lot of people are saying, oh, wow. If, 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 if the Green Bay Packers beat San Francisco, then we'll have another home game. Well, if the Green Bay Packers beat San Francisco, you know, the Green Bay Packers are playing out of their minds. Right. So I'm just thrilled most of all that it's a three o'clock game and not an eight o'clock game. <laughs> Yeah, and for, I can't do that again. For for those of us who get up early, and if you're listening to us live right now, you are also up early. You're one of them. Yeah, and uh, as happy as we were that the Lions got a home playoff game uh, against Matthew Stafford, and as happy as we were that they beat them, um, you know, we we appreciate that the latest game is going to be six thirty. Yes. from now on. So a little uh, a, a, a little afternoon. Uh, home playoff game is just what the doctor ordered. Um, predictable results in Iowa. Donald Trump 
won the Iowa caucus, which uh, I'm still not super familiar with the caucus. It, it, it doesn't sound like it's an actual primary where you go go vote. Like, you're in a room with a bunch of people. Yeah, I, I watch CNN. I even resorted to asking Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> and and she sounded as confused as I was. So yeah, I think of Napoleon Dynamite. Your grandma broke her caucus. <laughs> but Trump won fifty one percent. DeSantis twenty one point two percent. Nikki Haley nineteen point one percent. And Vivek Ramaswamy. He uh he walked out. He's done. Yeah, I I, I think he's doing it so he can focus on his bid to become vice president because I feel like that's what he's been doing this whole primary season. Oh gosh! And to be honest, uh, this just confirms what we already knew. There's there's no intrigue in this. We we know Donald Trump's going to run away with it. Does uh, Donald Trump want him? I don't know. Maybe as, as a vice president. Do I, oh gosh, I can't. We'll, that guy's exhausting. We'll see. He's like a little annoying Chihuahua. Stop talking. Well, if he's going for the Reddit and the 4chan uh, constituency, then 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 that you can't you can't get better than Vivek Ramaswamy. <sighs> um, and it was weird. I I feel like they called it really quick. I got. I got a uh, like a, a, a news notification before nine o'clock, and I think they're an hour behind us. So I think they called the thing within like an hour or two. It was like it, it was really really early. I, I mean, everybody kind of knew that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They're probably just like Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay. Okay. okay all right. Let's wrap this up so we can all go home. Yeah. It's go, cold out. Go Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so some good news, I guess, for um, embattled. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Yeah, he's been released from hospitalization after being in since January 1st. After experiencing complications from a treatment for prostate cancer, the Defense Department said in a statement on Monday, the secretary continues to recover well and on the advice of doctors, he'll recuperate and perform his duties remotely for a period of time before returning full-time to the Pentagon. And the prognosis for Austin's prostate cancer diagnosis is strong. Uh, Austin's hospitalization caught many U.S. officials by surprise, including the president. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah. uh, when it was announced on January 5th, four days after he was admitted, despite the pushback and calls for Austin's resignation, the White House said that it has no plans to remove him from his post. Yeah, and I believe that uh, Republicans in Congress are, are looking into uh, articles of impeachment against him. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, they're just handed out stone-cold stunners all over the place. Um U.S. officials close to the situation say that President Biden is running out of patience with Benjamin Netanyahu as the war between Israel and Hamas passed the 100-day milestone over the weekend. The White House has been trying to get Israel to transition to a more targeted form of combat inside the Gaza Strip to minimize civilian casualties, a request Israel does not seem interested in granting. Uh, and President Biden, Benjamin Netanyahu, they have not spoken since a tense phone call back on December 23rd, which huh. Biden ended the phone call by saying, this conversation is over. Well, I can understand his frustration. He's like, help me help you. Right. And I, I, here's the thing. I, everybody else in the, the this region is 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 kind of calling for this uh, a peaceful ceasefire, a two-state solution. And Benjamin Netanyahu says, no way. So it's putting uh, America in a very tight spot. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, and and obviously it's it's tanking. It's it's one of the many things tanking his approval ratings right. here in the United States. Um, and then who these? They fired an anti-ballistic missile at a U.S.-owned and operated cargo ship in the Red Sea yesterday. 
hitting it after U.S. and U.K. forces hit Houthi targets in Yemen over the weekend. Uh, the United States ship was not badly damaged and no one was injured. The Houthis ship was seized and sunk. And uh, a lawsuit in connection with that terrifying ordeal um, on an airplane the other week. Yeah, you had to know this was coming. A class action lawsuit was filed on Thursday in Washington State against Boeing on behalf of passengers aboard Alaska Airlines Flight 1282. According to the lawsuit's allegations, the event physically injured some passengers and emotionally traumatized most, if not all, aboard. The violence of the event bruised the bodies of some, and passengers were shocked, terrorized, and confused, thrust into a walking nightmare hoping that they would live long enough to walk the earth again. Alaska Airlines Flight 1282, which was headed from Portland to Ontario, California, last Friday returned safely to Portland International Airport after the door plug blew off midair. Some of the plaintiffs listed in the lawsuit cited various injuries that they allegedly suffered as a result of the incident, including difficulty breathing, breathing causing a concussion and ear bleeding. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, the filing also alleges that the oxygen masks that dropped from the ceiling... Did not seem to work for some passengers, and despite tugging on the tubes, no oxygen flowed. The lawsuit's requesting a trial to determine the damage amounts, and Boeing said that it had no comment on the subject. Yeah, and I also believe that um, Boeing is going to have inspectors in the plants making sure this doesn't happen again. One of the airlines, I don't remember which airline, they might put their own inspectors in there. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. I would say so. I would be suing Boeing. I would be suing the airline. I, I, anybody that I could be suing on this one, I'm sorry. I would, I'd be calling Mike Morse, Spiger, all of them. <laughs> Jumana. Jumana, where you at, girl? Let's go. <laughs> She's always watching. Come, come, come find me. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the PTSD D. The PTSD oh, sure. has to be. I wouldn't get on a flight again. Would you be able to fly? Heck no. 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 Hell to the no. No. Uh, it, like I said, this is why John Madden used to take a bus mm -hmm. instead of an airplane. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. All right. Hey, by the way, today's free pizza day from uh, Shields Pizza in honor of the Detroit Lions' uh, first playoff victory in 32 years. I guess if you go to Shields Pizza, which... Uh, I think I don't think there's as many as there used as there used to be. There's one in Troy, there's one in Southfield, there's one in Detroit. Here's the terms of conditions. One or two patrons together will receive one small pizza and groups of three or more patrons patrons will receive one large pizza with one topping. Extra toppings are available at regular price. Beverage is not included. Dining only. Does not apply to reservations. Previously made. <laughs> Tipping should be based on original cost of the pizza. So there you go. If you feel like waiting in line, you can get your free pizza. I did this once with like a, a, like a free stack of pancakes at IHOP. And the line was like two two hours long. I said, yeah. you know what? I'll come back tomorrow, pay full price, and, and, and you know, in exchange for two hours of my life. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Anytime they do any of these promotions... The line is just ridiculous, and you go, "Was this really worth it?" Well, what happens is you start you start thinking about getting your free pizza or your free pancakes, and you're thinking about them all day, and then you're like, "Screw it, we'll just come back tomorrow and right. pay full price." Right. So, but some people get a charge out of it. Some people live for the freebies. Yeah, so good for them. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of schools are canceled today. Yeah, there's over 430 due to the uh, frigid temperatures. The kiddos can't stand out there. It's dangerous cold. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about it. You said you don't remember school being. When did you graduate? Oh, you can do that to me. I uh, 97. 
Okay, so 2003. So I guess there was some separation there. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember at least starting in middle school, they would they would close school for cold, not just not just snow. I, yeah, I remember the snow days, but not cold days. I feel like that was after after me. Yeah, and, and I guess there's a protocol that most school districts go by. Um, the magic number is if the wind chill is 25 below. Then they'll right. cancel school because they don't want kids freezing to death or getting frostbite out at the uh, at the bus stop. Right. So that would definitely have been the case yesterday because, believe it or not, today's a tad bit warmer, but right. still too cold. Yesterday being MLK Day. Right. You know, all the kids were off anyhow, so they get an extra long weekend. I was going to, and if I were a kid yesterday, I'd be like, dang it. Why's the wind chill got to be uh, yeah. 25 below on a day we already have off? Right, right. Remember, that that sounds like one of those, like, mythical rules that we used to make up back in school. Like, remember, remember, like, any time a teacher was running somewhat late, mm-hmm. um, they would say, if the teacher's not here in 15 minutes, we get to go home. That's not true. Right. It's no. like, you're in fifth grade. Where are you going to go? Right. We can't send you home. Your parents are going to sue us. But nothing was better when you had a sub and then they just rolled in the VCR on the... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. But that's not a thing now. They rolled in, like, the TV VCR combo. Right. Yeah. You know what? I will never get that feeling back as when you walk back from gym class or lunch and uh, you're like, man, I don't want to learn math. And then you see you see the cart there. It's you like... Know. Bring on Reed and Rainbow. <laughs> Bring on Bill and I, the science guy. LeVar Burton, my friend. Let's go. What you know, are we, it, you, what are we reading today? Yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba. <laughs> when you saw LeVar Burton's face, you know you had a, a half hour to relax. But, Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> did you, go ahead and finish. No. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. Speaking of taking a look, I guess uh, Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, they, they pushed up their meeting. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be today. It was yesterday. Oh. And um, I, I don't know if, if you read anything into that. Um, it's a lot of lot, lot of, uh, a lot of interest in coaches from, from, from here, obviously. Jim Harbaugh is looking at a return to the NFL. Um, our coordinators on the Lions, Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. They've, they've received um, um, interview offers from multiple, multiple teams. So, so, some, of the, some of the teams are the same teams, like uh, Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson were both offered interviews with Washington. So uh, just goes to show you how good of a year um, we had here in Michigan with our football teams, both professional and, and college. What do you call them, the bells of the ball? The bells of the ball, <laughs> being wine, dine, and se- anyway. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, you, you asked a question during the break about so, Jim Harbaugh. Well, yeah. Well, uh, U of M say, no, 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 please don't go. Here's more money. I think they will. I think they have a counter al- offer. I, I think I, I think they will. I think they have already. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they offered Jim Harbaugh a very lucrative contract extension, but there was a stipulation that he couldn't leave for the NFL for, for a number of years. Sure. And he hasn't signed it yet. Like a non-compete. Yeah. Mm. I, I think the, the, the biggest surprise to me at this point would be Jim Harbaugh not going to the NFL. But he's flirted with the NFL a, a few times before while he was coach of Michigan. It seemed like a foregone conclusion a couple of years ago that he was going to the Minnesota Vikings and that for – depending on who you believe, just, just kind of evaporated. Boy, what a time to be Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And, I, I mean, and, and like I said, I, he's 60, which is 
kind of, you know, bleep or get off the pot mm-hmm. when, when it comes to uh, coaching. Um, it's not really old, but it's not young either. Right. Uh, like I said, he's probably got a decade left of coaching. So where does he want to where does he want to go? Does he want to does he want to uh, get that elusive Super Bowl ring? Does he feel like he's got anything else left to accomplish in college football? We'll see. Um, so there was a fake 911 call to the White House yesterday. Um, emergency vehicles, they rushed to the White House after somebody said that there was a fire there. President Biden and his family were at Camp David. Officials, uh, they actually called the callback number uh, on the 911 call. And the person who answered said they did not make the call, leading the investigators to believe that uh, it was either likely spoofed or maybe the guy was just lying. I don't know. You got the Secret Service calling up saying, hey, uh, did you do this thing that you get arrested for? Are you going to say yes? No, absolutely not. But there's also programs that you can type in whatever number you want it to look like you call from. Yeah, I mean, we see it with these robocalls. You'll get a random phone call from a 586 or 248. Yeah. You're like, oh, maybe this is my doctor's office. Or maybe this is... Um, you know, someone trying to reach me for my car's extended warranty. Right. And then uh, on the other line, it sounds like they're calling from Dubai or right. something like that. Right. Well, and, and then you get that like long pause, like, hello. Bloop. And yeah. then you got somebody. <laughs> Can he, I speak to Michael Pearsons? Right. <laughs> Pearson. He's not here, but you could talk to Michael Parsons if you want. Right. Yeah. So um, I saw this um, in, in your note the other day. <laughs> And I'm very intrigued. Fox News aired some kind of weird conspiracy theory on, yeah. on Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we live in the stupidest version of America that's ever existed, <laughs> the to dumbest, be honest. The dumbest timeline? Yeah, here's a little bit of small proof of that. Uh, the Pentagon actually had to deny that Taylor Swift is not a secret government agent after a Fox News host floated a ridiculous conspiracy theory. Jesse Waters suggested uh, earlier that uh, last week that Taylor could be, quote, a front for a covert political, a covert, excuse me, for a political agenda to get young people to vote Democrat. The Pentagon's response was about as serious as Jesse's theory. They said, quote, as for this conspiracy theory, we're just going to shake it off. (laughs) You know what? I I will say this. The Taylor Swift puns have gotten out of control. I know. I love it. When it's this ridiculous, how can you not love it? Remember this summer during the Eras tour, every newscaster on TV would try to work as many Taylor Swift songs into their copy. Yeah. And they'd always like, every time they make a pun, they'd always get this like very proud look on their face. They're like, between the two parties in Congress, this was no love story. (laughs) Like, look around for a pat on the back. Ah, You guys get it? Yeah. This isn't even my favorite, like, this isn't even my favorite celebrity conspiracy theory. I I remember when, um, the, after Beyonce's first Super Bowl halftime appearance, speaking of the Harbaugh's, it was between, um, the 49ers coached by Jim Harbaugh and, and John Harbaugh, his brother of the Ravens, um, after the lights went out, following her halftime performance, everyone was saying that she was an Illuminati witch trying to brainwash oh, people through the yeah. Super Bowl halftime show. I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, and, I mean, Taylor Swift has, I mean, she has waded into the political waters in the mm-hmm. past. Well, look at how many people she got to vote just by putting up that Instagram post. She got all those people to register to vote. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Taylor Swift and her people have conspired uh 
to to sell a lot of concert tickets and records, but that's everyone in the entertainment industry. Is she even doing her job if she doesn't try? Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I know that I I think there was some kind of gay marriage bill in Tennessee um, a couple years back. And I remember there was a big debate between her and her people as to whether or not she felt uh, she should speak up. And she just said, look, um, a, ce- I, a celebrity using her platform to uh, right. to voice her opinion on politics. What? And don't you love it when when a celebrity voices an opinion that someone disagrees with? They're like, they should stay out of politics. Yeah, right. But then when they voice an opinion that they agree, with, hey, congratulations yeah. to the. Oh, it's so great to right. see somebody standing up for moral value. Wait a second. I right. thought you 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 wanted them to stay out of politics. Right. So, uh, and real quick, remember that WDIV Detroit news poll last week. That said, if the election were today, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden in Michigan, but Whitmer would beat both of them if yeah, she were running. Yeah, that was so crazy. Yeah. Well, they're, they're slowly releasing, like, more details of this, this poll. And it said that of the 600 people they randomly surveyed, they didn't know which party had the majority in the U.S. House. Only 34% of the people correctly identified Republicans as the ruling party. And, you know, I, I guess you could say this is somewhat concerning, but I get it. I mean, if we weren't doing... If we weren't doing this, I would probably tune out politics until close to the election. Anyway, I know I would. It's it. I mean, at this point, with how crazy things are are going, it's a defense mechanism. It keeps you sane. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'm just like, I don't care about this. I don't want to know about this. This is too much. So I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on people's cases for. I mean, yes, we should have a, a... A general idea? Yeah, and we should have a well-informed voter base, but I also can understand the instinct to want to try to um, um, tune it out. It's first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, and WJR. And we're getting you ready for JR Morning, which means we bring in Guy, Lloyd, and Jamie, and uh, you know everyone, Lloyd wasn't here yesterday, so we didn't get our uh, wild card winning... You know what we want to hear. He's clearing his throat as we speak. <laughs> Forward down the field. Yes. Yeah. All right. If they go to the Super Bowl, I'll sing the whole song. <laughs> That's right. Deal. Is if, there a second verse? Yeah. I just. Yeah. I, I, I sing it at. I sing it at the at the game when the words come up. <laughs> no, but I mean after that. I mean, is there another verse that like you never sing? Kind of like, um, you know. I'll, I'll, like jingle, there's like a, a yeah, like a fourth stanza of jingle bells or something. Yeah. <laughs> the unknown stanza, the yeah. lost stanza. It's there. I think if they win the Super Bowl, Lloyd cuts a whole album. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, Recording just, artist I, Lloyd Jackson. I, I, I'll get with uh, I'll get with K. Uh, uh, with Karen KB. Newman. I'll get with KB from the Mitch Show. Uh, <laughs> he has a, he has his uh, record company KB Tell. Right. Lloyd Jackson just inked a, a deal with KB Tell. There you go. Do you have to shout out the name of it like a Puff Daddy used to do back in the 90s? KB Tell. Yeah. No. If if we buy it, does that mean we also get a rhino stud set maker on the side? Oh, is that is that absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, the Vegematic comes free. We get we get to play it first, so if it goes platinum, we get one of those platinum records I'll get here. You, oh, nice. you got it. Yeah. You got it. Yep. Well, so what do we think? We got the Bucks coming in here. What do we think of this matchup? I, you know, not what? scared. No, no. We beat them already, and the Bucks—they they looked good yesterday, but 
Because Philadelphia looks so bad. That's, that's uh, what happened to Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't know. Other These than the, the Patricia won the curse, Super Bowl. I yeah. know, and they were ten and Started one. Started ten and one. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Their de- defensive coordinator happened. That's uh, it. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, and you think the boos were loud for Matthew Stafford? Could you imagine Matt Patricia coming oh. back into that building? But no. Baker freaking Mayfield wins six of seven to finish the season. I mean, that's yeah. Well, you, that's because you, you got him off the Browns. I you, mean, he, he he finished pretty strong last last year with uh, another team that we beat in the playoffs, the Rams. Um, he had kind of a little resurgence, and that what's got that that's what got him his deal with Tampa. So, I don't know what happened to them because it just it's not like one thing you can pinpoint. Yeah, uh, I'm reading NBC Philadelphia here. Here's a quote: They can't run, they can't throw, they can't block, they can't pressure, they can't tackle, they can't cover. Everything else is just fine. Mrs. Lincoln, what did you think of the game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like uh, it, 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 I don't know if you guys ever saw Space Jam, but uh, there's a, a part where all the NBA All Stars get their their powers sucked out by aliens. That's oh, yeah. kind of what happened with with the Eagles this year. I'm telling you, man, it was. Just- also, who cares? Let's just keep on moving. Yeah, well, you I mean, know that's right because we got, we got Tampa and they're going to come in here and get spanked. Yeah, and now we're one win away from the NFC. Oh, and can we yes. say that the forecast is looking not warm, but is looking better? There isn't going to be any snow Saturday or Sunday, so these right. people can get to the game. Oh, they got there um, okay, just fine last. Yes. Some, <laughs> some of them leaving their appendix behind. Did you oh, hear that story? Wow. Mark McDonald had it on four. I saw that. That sounds very dangerous. If I'm this person's. I don't know what an appendix doctor is, but I'm not too pleased. If <laughs> I had I, my appendix out. Yeah, I wouldn't have been at the game. I'd I'm be sorry. afraid to get bumped into. Barely can walk right. after yeah. the appendix. Operation. Right. I mean, you're you're packed in there like sardines right. walking out of the game. But that's Ugh. that's commitment with a capital yeah. C. Yeah. Well, or and crazy with a capital C. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or litigation with a capital L if something <laughs> happened to her on the property of Ford Field. All right, JR Morning coming up. Well, the city's still buzzing after the Lions won their first home playoff game in over 30 years Sunday night against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And they're looking to turn the page and focus on this Sunday's matchup against the Bucks. And Detroit Lions team historian and co-host of Gridiron Rap, Bill Keenest, reflects on the victory with the JR Morning Crew. What an electric time it was in Ford Field last night. You want electric? Listen to Brad Holmes in the elevator, the Lions GM. This was him as the doors were closing as they were headed down for the press conference. (laughs) And the amazing thing, Chris Spielman, who's like the most amped up guy in the world, is standing in front of him just stone faced. It was just a it was a I moment. know that elevator area because you have to wait. If it's after two yeah. minutes, you wait for all the officials like Brad Holmes to go down. So that's amazing. And as you know, this was a guy that we got from the Rams and boy has he made a difference. Yes. Are you talking about Goff or Brad Holmes? Because Either both one. both Either have one. been amazing for this Lions team. Someone who knows about the history of where we've been and where we're going is Bill Keenest, former vice president of public relations for the Detroit Lions for 32 years and host of WJR's Our Own Gridiron Wrap on Sundays at 7 p.m. Bill, I saw you last night. That was pre-win. How are you holding up? I'll tell you what, Jamie. It, was, it truly was unbelievable, and yet it was so believable. 
the and it was so much more than a football game uh i believe it was just it was a rallying point and a cleansing and the emotions that were on display by all the fans and the players and the um, the front office it, it it was remarkable it's a night that truly no one will ever forget and um and what a great night for the city of Detroit and and there were, and Jamie you saw some of them there were so many former players that mm-hmm. came back and yeah. I think that just underscored how important that was and how special that was it's you know Eric Kramer you you guys had him on the uh, pregame show you know the last Lions quarterback to um, win a playoff game and to lead the team to a, a conference championship and uh they were just and Barry and Kevin Glover and just Calvin Johnson and just on and on and, and Golden Tate, you know. Yeah. Just on and on. And I think that underscored just how precious and how special that evening was. I think just going off of that, John Neal of the Detroit News had this line this week yeah. that has stuck with me that the players on this team bear no responsibility for the futility. Right. But they did want to bury it. And they did that last night. I think that's a great observation because you don't have that emotion and 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 that support that you did last night without that being uh, being real. And I, I I believe they did want to and they wanted to be there for it. And the thing that you know gets me and it, it, just the pure joy of the fans. I mean, they, no one wanted to leave the stadium last night after the game. I mean, people people stood the whole game. And the noise was deafening, and it was a factor. It was impactful. And then after the game, once that last first down was achieved, and slowly it was building almost like to a crescendo, the fans started to realize, oh, my gosh, we can just take a knee here. It's victory formation. Yeah. How amazing is that? There was that moment right. when we were all doing the math in our heads, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are going, right. oh, my God, okay. they got it. Jerry Goff himself said he didn't quite know when the first down was yeah. hit. Yeah. Because we've been, we've been trained not to trust clocks here, right? <laughs> not to trust yeah. anything. Yeah. And so, Guy, like like you said, we were. it was just a slow rumble that, you know, developed into a crescendo and a roar. And, and the fans... I'm sure there was a lot of tears there last night, too. I mean, the fans were so incredible. And yet, like I said, after the game, they didn't want to leave. They wanted to soak it up uh, as much as they could. And then, and then, you know, probably a portent of, of how wonderful an evening it was going to be happened earlier with, uh, with Green Bay, you know, beating Dallas. Yes. And so we get to do it all over again next week. And when have you ever thought, that a a Lions fan would say, "Let's go Packers," because that's what every Lions fan is going to say this week. Mm. Because that's... if Green Bay beats San Francisco, right, and the Lions take care of business, there'll be a third game. And I guess the okay. Packers were a little scary yesterday. Oh, I know. They, yeah, they, all of a sudden, uh, Jordan loves really good. Yeah, yeah. He he has been what they thought he was uh, when they drafted him. And uh, to go down in Dallas, where Dallas uh, has played very well at home this year, as everyone knows. And uh, their Achilles heel was on the road. But, golly, the the Packers really look good. And um, they're going out to San Francisco 
and those coaches come from the same tree, both head coaches with the 49ers and the Packers. And it's going to be interesting, again, um, not to get ahead of ourselves as uh, Lions fans, but uh, this this year has been special from the opening game, going to Kansas City and winning, and why not? You know, the, the magical mystery tour, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, continues. And it's it's just been incredible. And last night, as everyone will attest to, one for the ages. Uh, Bill, I think they're a little ahead of schedule, these Lions. I, I don't know if anyone expected this this early into this regime, but a lot of people are playing Dan Campbell bites from when he first got here and how he's like, you got to trust me. We're going to go on this journey together. I mean, the kneecap thing's coming up again, but people bought in to this coach, and look where they are. Yeah, and most importantly, the players did and the organization did. And he is as genuine and as real. I keep, over the last couple of years, I, I keep hearing the, the term, he is so real. He is what he is, and he doesn't apologize. He doesn't, you know, put on a mask for certain situations. He is Dan Campbell. And, uh, yeah. and the players, when you have players that believe in a coach and want to be coached hard, and he coaches them hard, um, and then you just have, you know, football is the ultimate, the, the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And the Lions have great parts. But collectively, as a unit, anything can be accomplished. And they're proving that. And, again, Jamie, you hit on it. Dan, Dan has led that charge. He has instilled that in each of the players. And they've responded. And, um, and you know, <laughs> games and evenings like last night are, are now – you know, real and uh, not only a possibility, but perhaps a probability. So, Bill, I know you, you were were close with Matt Stafford when he was here. I yeah. got to tell you, the L.A. media can't say that he didn't give his all against his former team. Well, well, he's I mean, he was t- he showed such toughness yesterday. He really did. And he was and I think in a way, the end of the game was almost appropriate because Rams get the ball on what their eight yard line and he leads it right down the field late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody there was thinking, Oh no, another one of these. Cause he had so many when he played for us, mm-hmm. so many fourth quarter comebacks and they got down to the 34 yard line. And if it weren't for a holding call, um, assuming they didn't, they didn't convert. That's a 51 yard, 52 yard field goal, which today is very makeable. And uh, so, yeah, he was he, – he did everything he could. And in uh, the Rams played well. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them credit. They they played really well, but not well enough. And well, the, the hookup between Matt and Nakua was just amazing. They clearly have chemistry. Yeah, and, it, and, I mean, where where that, that young man come from? I mean, he has burst on the scene. And uh, so the Rams are well positioned for uh, – for the future, but so are the Lions, and um, that was just such a classic game, and so many storylines to it. With you know Brad Holmes, as you mentioned earlier, the former Rams uh, personnel executive, and Matthew coming back, and Jared Goff going against his former team, and the fans were so supportive of Jared, and players know that they feel that, 